Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. House of Lies. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. December 1911, the Oceanic, not to be confused with the Titanic, which would sink in April of 1912, arrived in New York. The ship would bring decades of scandal, beginning with a famous vaudeville dancer named André Riella, who was returning from a trip to Paris. But Riella wasn't alone. In Paris, he had fallen in love with a beguiling singer and actor 10 years his senior named Antoinette Delilis. The two had married, and Riella brought his new bride back to America. There was drama with the new couple before the two even left the boat. Riella's Italian diplomat parents and sister were shocked and disgusted at the sight of Delilis, and caused commotion at the dock. Paparazzi immediately picked up on this flamboyant, dramatic interaction and reported it to all the papers. But the thing was, these people weren't Riella's family at all. They were actors paid to act like his family, for the tabloids. Riella was a Philly fugitive, and Delilis herself a French seamstress turned struggling actor. From there, what was real and what was fake would converge, creating a tabloid power couple that were truly larger than life. The two would have a strange and haunted legacy, with plenty of twists and turns along the way. Today we're talking about the Sherry Castle, the culmination of the life and lies of André Riella and Antoinette Delilis. Like I mentioned in 1911, young 18-year-old André Riella brings Antoinette Delilis back home with him and his fake parents are pissed. Riella feeds the narrative to the press, also saying that his parents were strict and oppressive and wanted Riella to marry an American, someone they've already pre-selected, someone young, strategic, not some old woman, 28, from France. Described a reporter from New York World of the very convincing Riella family of actors, quote, The father frowned and looked with savage glances at the shrinking bride, his son senior and quite a mature and seasoned woman. The mother was in hysterics. The bride began to cry. The groom embraced his love and dried her tears. Reporters were at these ships all the time, explains historian Lynn Borofsky, because things go on. So they have this story of this young couple. Andre's parents are screaming he's too young for her and just, it's just mayhem. It's great. The two are already in the news for the age gap the dramatic announcement of their marriage, and deeply upsetting their parents. This media bump really got Riella and Delilah's high-profile life in America off to a great start. After that, Riella moves his new bride into a midtown Manhattan apartment, and the holidays have arrived, which means more time for scandal, 
Riella tells a reporter that he brought his bride home to celebrate the holidays with his family, and it did not go well. He positions himself as a victim of passion, an earnest man in love who was frustrated with his family's rigid conception of his lot in life and who he should partner with. But like his fake family, most of it was a huge performative lie. It was likely not the couple's first and certainly not their last. Their life was performing, said Borofsky. Riella and Delilas were in love, and they had met in Paris. It's unclear who the actors are at the port were, likely hired vaudevillians, maybe real family, but definitely not rich diplomats. Also, their name was not Riella. Also not named Riella? Andre Riella. That was a pseudonym. His real name was Anthony Macaluso, and a couple years before the dramatic oceanic arrival, he'd escaped the custody of the New York City police and absconded to Paris. Now he was ready to come home with a new wife and a whole new name, hoping the police wouldn't catch on. Macaluso, Oriella's fugitive status began in Philadelphia in 1908. There, he worked as an apprentice under Philadelphia-based decorator Joseph E. O'Brien. According to New York Times reports, the two had a deep financial rift, and Macaluso sought the help of an attorney for wages he claimed he hadn't been paid. The attorney, Carl Fisher Hansen, was a bit more ambitious with the situation. He thought they should extort O'Brien. Using Macaluso's journals and some pretty salacious letters, O'Brien had written to Macaluso over the years. The details of these letters are still unclear. Some people think they were sexual in nature, with O'Brien in love with his young teenage apprentice. When newspapers caught on to the scandal, they referred to Macaluso and O'Brien as, quote, entangled. But Fisher Hansen didn't get away with the extortion, and eventually Macaluso sensed that it was turning on both of them and jumped ship. Before that, Fisher Hansen considered killing Macaluso, and according to a witness at his trial, he said, quote, If you should take him out to some lonely spot, I would find somebody to get him out of the way. Eventually, Fisher Hansen is arrested in New York and, like I said, put on trial. The key witness against him, his old client, Anthony Macaluso. After scrapping the murder plan, Fisher Hansen, clearly not a great guy, attempted to bribe Macaluso to lie on the stand, but he doesn't accept. NYPD then arrests Macaluso for accepting the bribe, which, again, he didn't do. I'm not exactly sure how all of this would have worked, to be honest, but the short of it is the two tried to extort money, Macaluso jumped ship, Fisher Hansen's wrongdoings were exposed, and then he was trying to burn it all down and save himself in the process. Even though Macaluso doesn't accept the bribe, he's arrested and kept under supervision in his own apartment by Detective John Mullen. But that night, he slips out and escapes. Macaluso leaves New York for Paris, where he assumes the identity of Andre Riella and meets Antoinette Delilas. The couple's life in Paris is a bit of a mystery. Eric Stanway writes of this period, quote, Details of Madame's early life are fuzzy at best. It is known she was originally trained as a seamstress and ended up on stage, and was well known by the time she was in her 20s. Riella got work as a vaudeville dancer, where he met Antoinette Delilas. Riella told the New York World that, quote, she was such a fascinating and clever woman, he became love's captive. The new couple loved the media and high drama, even in the most casual of circumstances. One photo of the couple show them in what I think is one of the first couple's outfits, maybe? They are all in white, with Delilas in a turban and Riella in a tunic. The two wear matching beaded pendant necklaces, and they're just sitting on a bench, seemingly on a smoke break. Delilas gives a smoldering look to the camera, as if to say, I see you and I like it. When Riello returns to New York in 1911, he would not be a Philadelphia kid fugitive, but an opulent, married, diplomat son. Kinda. 
Let's take a break. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hello. We are checking in with you. This is the check-in. You know what's happening right now. We don't have to tell you. You're not a fool. Unless you're a first-time listener. <laughs> oh, yeah. This would be the point where you get centered. Like, you, you find <laughs> balance right. and centering. Yep. It comes from us. Mm-hmm. From our hearts. And you have to check in every Wednesday. You do. You do. We or all do. you go off balance. You You go to extremes, and you don't want that. No. You're dehydrated. You'll have to like put some electrolytes in your bodies, but you can skip all of that if you just check in with a break or just drink a glass of water. Okay. We want to say hello to anyone who's listening, anyone supporting the show, spreading the good word, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we love, (laughs) we love, we love, we love our elected officials. Of course, we do. People that make the laws, that enforce the laws. That's right. That's right. People that we can call to. Shut down a party. Yeah, absolutely. That's Which the kind I of people we do. are. Yeah. We're real, real narcs. The mayors to whom which we narc to. Yes. Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. Kat Joselle. Hello. Ashley Matson. Hello. And the one that we go to when we really want to shut it down. Yeah. When it's time, the night is over, people. It's time to go. Bye bye. Everybody right. goes home. Call your mom. They'll pick you up. Our governor, Avian Noble. So if you want no ads, no chit chat, bonus episodes, only the good stuff. You want the good stuff. You want to be part of this government. Yeah, this beautiful process. Remember those old commercials for the bill? I'm only (laughs) a bill. Yeah, Capitol Hill? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn anything from that. Um, I just referenced (laughs) that as my reference that I understand how the government works. Okay. But you can head on over to patreon.com slash ghost town pod now that's not a scam that's not a scam but but you know what we got plenty of scam to go let's get back to new york city when 18 year old anthony macaluso now known as andre riella brought his 28 year old french wife antoinette de lilas to america he had some concerns namely that the police were still after him therein lies the first identity change new names and new origin story to throw authorities off their trail the old son of a diplomat fancy dancer andre riella bit And it worked. 
The couple then worked their way into the New York theater scene, Delilas as a singer and an actor, and Riella as a dancer. Nobody's sure if they kept up the diplomat facade, or even how they had enough money to survive. In his interview with New York World upon arrival to New York, Riella recounted a story of winning 160,000 francs in one night in Monte Carlo, which is probably not true. Historians also speculate that the Macaluso family may have had connections to the mob, giving him an extra source of income and and maybe what was initially making his ex-attorney, Fisher Hansen, so defensive. Riella and Delilas had money to live, but nobody is sure where they got it from, or under what circumstances, and it was always coming and going. In 1912, just a year after their dramatic portside entrance, the pair cooked up another scam. According to a Times report, Riella, who in the article is referred to as Andre Rietta, claims expensive jewels were stolen from the couple's apartment. But when a detective arrives, he immediately looks at Riella and says, you're Tony Macaluso. Riella is quickly arrested and during his interviews, spins some tall tales about his life in Paris, all lies. He talks about the Apache dance craze that was so popular on the nightlife circuit there. That craze actually predates Riella's time in Paris. His jackpot night in Monte Carlo, this time he only wins 100,000 francs, and more, so much more. Surprisingly, Riella only spends a few nights in the tombs, a jail in lower Manhattan, but is not charged with anything and let go. After this incident, Delilas is squirrely and decides it's time for the couple to have another rebrand. The two change their names again to something they thought was more, quote, conducive to being on a sign. Riella and Delilas are inspired by a play by Otto Hauerbach called Madame Sherry and become Mr. Andre and Madame Antoinette Sherry. That's not all. They build a new career as Jason. Do you want to guess what their new career might have been? Just upstanding citizens that just wanted to <laughs> obey the law and pay their taxes? No, no, no. They become famous costume designers. Quote, she would become Madame Sherry, costumer to the bright lights of Broadway, writes Stanway. Accordingly, on November 10th, 1916, she marched into the New York registry and made the appropriate arrangements to open a business under that name. The business was called Andre Sherry. They both change their surnames to Sherry, and soon Delila starts going exclusively by Madame Sherry. The two actually do pretty well for themselves in this new phase of their lives. They design costumes for popular Broadway musicals, including Frivolities of 1920 and The Lady in Red. But of course, never without scandal and tragedy. The two are perpetually in debt, and in 1916, a young girl that they adopted and raised is removed from them and put into custody of the church. In 1917, Riella was hit by a car and suffers a permanent injury to his leg, ending his dance career. During this time, Madame Sherry befriends a man named Charles Lemaire, a struggling performer who is interested in learning the ins and outs of costume design. In 1919, Lemaire took over as president of Andre Sherry Incorporated. He is incredibly talented, and the Sherrys know that. Lemaire would go on to design costumes for famous Broadway producer Florence Ziegfeld. In fact, Lemaire would expand into movies, making nearly 300 films and was instrumental in persuading the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences to institute a costume designer Oscar. Later in his career, he would win two Academy Awards for his costume design for All About Eve and Love is a Many Splendor Thing. He's kind of the one in the story that really comes out on top. Lemaire's career would span 37 years and earn him an additional 13 Academy Award nominations. Meanwhile, Riella was not so lucky. His leg injury was followed by a sudden vision loss and what he himself thought was insanity. He was admitted to a mental institution in 1924, where he died the same year at just 31 years old. Heartbroken and grief-stricken, the 41-year-old Madame Sherry was at a crossroads. 
So she decided to do what she truly did best, another rebrand. She bought property in West Chesterfield, New Hampshire, where she began the obsessive construction of a lavish mansion, kind of a la the Winchester Mansion, that came to be known as Madame Sherry's Castle. Now a Parisian-turned-New Yorker-turned-West-Chesterfield-Vermont resident, Madame Sherry gained a reputation as being pretty eccentric. She'd often be seen driving by her chauffeur in a cream packard, naked except for a giant fur coat and a monkey on her shoulder. She'd carry rolls of cash in her bra or in a purse strapped to her thigh. And with this fun party persona came the parties, of course. The Sherry Castle became a Roaring Twenties party house, a palatial estate home to many an indulgence and a scandal. Of course, in rural Vermont, there wasn't any electricity, but Madame Sherry's castle was the exception. The expensive process of wiring a big stone castle out in the woods would make the castle the talk of the East Coast. Sherry also outfitted her castle with a champagne tap and a trunk that was always filled with chocolate bars and wine. Oh, also, she had a tree that grew straight through the ceiling of her main party room. Madame Sherry's castle parties became legendary. With guests gathered on the front lawn, Madame Sherry would make her grand entrance down a big stone staircase, shouting, Bebes, mes chers, please enter, enjoy yourselves. Kind of like Great Gatsby in rural Vermont and on acid. These parties are filled with local lore, like that the house was a brothel or a drug ring. But what we do know is that Madame Sherry was most likely funded by her old protege, Lemaire. As she aged, however, Lemaire decided his debt to Sherry was paid, and he stopped paying her way and funding her giant parties. It was the basis of a major falling out between the two. Quote, I was Madame Sherry's protege, later her protector, and finally she became my ward, Lemaire revealed in a letter to Chesterfield historian Glenda Leonard after Madame Sherry's death. I paid for all the land in West Chesterfield and the building of the stone house. Her supposed wealth was always my money, and the past she talked of changed with each telling. She had not been well for many years and lived a kind of a folly de grandeur, delusion of grandeur, state of mind. Party time was over for Madame Sherry. She fell into poverty and eventually began living in public assistance. When she was out of town in 1959, the Sherry Castle was vandalized. Paintings were slashed, her statues shattered, her piano chopped with an axe. Quote, Madame Sherry walked through the room sobbing and wailing in French wrote Mary Young in her 1980 article, They Must Never Know About Madame Sherry. After that summer, she never came back. Madame Sherry spent her final years a few miles away, living in public housing in Brattleboro, Vermont. She was occasionally seen hobbling across the street for groceries. In 1964, Madame Sherry, or Antoinette de Lilas, or who knows, passed away at the age of 84. She is buried in Meeting House Cemetery in Brattleboro, Vermont. The castle, however, lives on. After Sherry left, it became a popular site of vandalism, and the stories of paranormal activity began to circulate. It was October 18, 1962, that the heavy stone castle was inexplicably nearly ruined by a fire, leaving only rubble in the woods, a memorial to the excess of the roaring 1920s. Two years later, when Sherry dies, the castle ruins, stone archways, chimney, columns, and that stone staircase rising from the forest floor— are said to be haunted by the spirit of Madame Sherry. While the property is now owned and maintained by the Society for the Preservation of New Hampshire Forests, hikers sometimes report seeing a figure at the top of what's left of the stone staircase, a ghost living fabulously in reinvented life and in death. The 
Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.